0: The last year has been extraordinary for yoga studios and yoga teachers, right? And really hard and painful for a lot of you, I know. But there have also been opportunities, and I'm excited to share with you the story of my guest in today's show. I'm talking to Casey Garrett, the founder of Solstice Mind and Body Spa, a healing arts studio based in Northern California. Founded in 2012, Casey opened four studios over the next eight years, until the pandemic shuttered operations for nearly a full year. Today, in addition to bodywork, meditation, yoga, sound healing, and more, they now offer virtual group classes, programs, and online courses to a worldwide audience. Casey's story is so inspirational, and she shares so much of wisdom and insights in our conversation. I just love her, and I can't wait for you to meet her. Hi, Casey. Welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm grateful to be with you all. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're doing yeah, I'd be happy
1: to. Uh, my name is Casey. I'm based in Northern California over here in the United States, and I've been in the healing arts for coming up on 25 years now. So my life has been dedicated to the healing arts in various facets. Um, I'm the founder of Solstice Mind and Body Studio. We're a healing arts um, studio we opened uh, four studios between the years 2012 and 2019. We opened our fourth studio, and of course, like all of us, we were closed down um, during the pandemic over the last year, and just beginning to reopen
0: now. Oh my, God, I didn't know that you had like four studios. So it must have had a really big impact on your business. Yes. <laughs>
1: Immense. Yeah, immense. And it was really sudden here in California. California was probably the most strict state in all of the country. Um, We were the first to close and we were the last to reopen. And especially because our practices are based on group classes and touch, we do a lot of body work. Um, We were among the very last businesses to be able to reopen. So So today we want
0: to talk a little bit about um, your transition to online to teach yoga online and other things. So I'm really excited to hear more about your experience there. Um, So where were you before the pandemic? So did you already have like an online presence? Did you already look at that or not at all? Not at all, not at all, and none of us had really
1: done anything online at all. I mean, we didn't even know how to use Zoom, so we were we were literally starting from scratch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and how quickly have you been able? to so you, I'm I'm guessing you're teaching on Zoom now, right? A mixture. So what I think we did. There's there's a lot of yoga
1: studios in, in Northern California, um, as you may guess. So we kind of, we were unusual in that we took a pause the very first thing we did was just took a minute. And most of the studios rushed to recreate all of their schedules online, went straight to zoom. And I think the hope was that this, the closures were just going to be a few weeks or maybe a month.
0: I know we were also
1: naive. (laughs) I know. And so when I really just sat with it and meditated on it, like, where do we go from here? I knew that transitioning to a full schedule on Zoom was not going to be sustainable for any length of time, both financially with the payroll that that would entail, but also, you know, people needed so much tech support. So it would have meant, you know, kind of being 24-7 tech support, which none of us were really equipped to do. So I think instrumental for us in getting through it was just taking that time to really sit with um, the long-term and intuiting this was going to be way longer than any of us anticipated.
0: Yeah, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) did you then um, offer a reduced schedule of Zoom classes or special workshops on Zoom? or What did you offer?
1: Yeah, so we minimized our schedule um, with a handful of instructors. We made sure we did something every day um, because we sat with, like, what is going to be the most important thing for our community to get through this? A big one was um, familiarity and staying in touch with them and communicating with them. So, a lot of people really loved. Even it, it went beyond yoga. Just a lot of people later reported to me that they would tune in for classes, even if they couldn't take the class. They were like homeschooling their kids and doing stuff. They just would tune into the class just to hear our teacher's voice because to them, they had a connection with her, and it made them feel the way they wanted to feel in a really difficult time. So we did minimal classes, uh, made them very accessible for the community. And then the other um, online offering we did was a mental health series. So a lot of our teachers came together and offered uh, talks and that was everything from our counselors, therapists, our clairvoyant um, astrologers, just to really keep people together and give them hope um, and something to look forward to. It's really in the beginning few months when it was really, really um, I love
0: that. mentally also, difficult. Yeah, because that's also something that probably made you stand out in something different to like a normal yoga class, which you can also find on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, and so many yoga teachers do have so many trainings under their belts, they have so many facets to things they're interested in. So a lot of our yoga teachers, yes, they teach a vinyasa class, but they also do Reiki, or they uh, do cacao ceremony. And so they have so many things they could bring. And what we really learned is, you know, it's about the yoga, and it's about the poses, but it's, it's more so about your relationship and your connection with your teacher in your community. And as long as they maintain that connection in whatever form, um, that is the yoga in a lot of ways.
0: So you already had like an email list so you could get in touch with your students. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that must have been helpful.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I I began emailing them even more than usual during the pandemic, too, because it was just... um, what I noticed a lot of companies just kind of checked out, you know, and and froze and you didn't suddenly you didn't get any communication with them for months. And I was like, you know, we can't really give you any, any definitive news, but we can definitely give you support and hope and just stay in touch with you. So we definitely increased our level of communication with our clients through email since we couldn't get our hands on them for a while.
0: And so did you, are your teachings um, live or did you also record them and keep them? Or what did you? The yoga classes we did live, um,
1: which kudos to our teachers, because so many of them were non-technical and like super uncomfortable at first to be on camera and, you know, they were taking T- leading classes with their iPhones and things in the first few months. Um but they now they do it and it's like they're they're pros at it. They completely have it down. Um
0: do you have some tips they- to share? I mean I'm <laughs> guessing like a lot of people um have tried to <laughs> zoom now but you know you always want to improve and to learn. So have you like I don't know like your three tips to to do a great Zoom class. Sure. Yeah
1: we we learned the hard way for sure. Um, <laughs> Practice. I mean, just do it. The, the, the teachers who taught the most really got the hang of it the most. It sounds like a simple thing, but it's just doing it. And those teachers, now that we're reopening now, are just, you can really feel in their teaching now those hours and hours and hours and hours they put in, even though we're teaching to an empty room and an iPhone, um, the practice really pays off. Um, lighting is huge. You know, we put that off for a while, but we were like, oh, we don't want to spend too much money. But we we ultimately did invest in, in some minimal um, lighting things and cameras. What did you
0: get, like, the box lights? Or what did you get? Actually, just ring lights. Okay. You
1: know, um, we were, you know, all networked all over the country. All the yoga studios were in touch with each other and teachers. So we everybody was really generous and sharing, um, you know, what they learned worked with microphones and music and, and set up some things. But yeah, just really practice lighting. Um, yeah, and making it easy for the easy for your students to access was huge, too. It was just too clunky and too many steps at the beginning. And I think a zoom kind of got the hang of things and adapted to what everybody
0: needed. And um, it got a lot easier over time. Zoom got so big. I wish I would have bought some stock of Zoom like before the pandemic. Oh my God, right. it exploded. Like everybody knows Zoom now. My 77-year-old auntie is using Zoom to do music. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, one of the silver linings has been, um, you know, Northern California, it's we're in a little bit of a bubble here compared to the rest of the country. People are so open-minded here, you know, at our studio was so diverse. We have everything from tarot, tarot readings to clairvoyance to Kundalini. And so we had all that under one roof and the beauty has been able to, through online, we can bring that to the rest of the country mm. where people, you know, they, they, they can't get these things when they're living out in the middle of nowhere in Georgia, and then and then they can find us online. So it's been really beautiful to
0: bring kind of our
1: Northern California um, vibe and culture to the rest of the country. Have you been time. able
0: to broaden your audience and to reach um, more people? How did that work? Did Was it just word of mouth or did you do ads or how did people find you?
1: Um, we did a little bit of Facebook ads, but it's mostly been, um, more organic. Um, ironically, people, people tend to find me more on LinkedIn than on Facebook. Um, but with our courses now that we're doing, uh, we developed it more of an online school with, with actual courses, uh, that we launched in November. I spent most of the, the closure working on that. We launched it in November and that now. Yeah, we have students from all over the country, and the age range has been 22 to 72. Wow. (laughs) Yes. So it's, yeah, the diversity and and the access um, has been wonderful.
0: Yeah, I love that too about my business that I can reach people from all over the world because I have a really global business. And I just love it when you have like a call and everybody's, yeah, I'm calling in from Canada and Australia and Germany and France and Spain. I'm like, I don't know. I love traveling too. So I just really love that international community, that online allows us to build so
1: yeah and I've really appreciated one of the interesting things that people would say when they come into our studio when we first opened our first yoga studio um, we had a lot of um, people from Australia and New Zealand would come in and they would say we're the first studio they've been to in the United States that feels like a studio back home Wow. <laughs> and I never really understood like, what are we doing? What are we doing that's different? Um, not having been to either of those places. So, as our audience has expanded and I'm meeting a lot more studio owners and, and students around the world, um, I, I've been so appreciating learning from studios in Europe, you know, studios and healing centers in Australia and New Zealand, um, things that we could. Really help uh,
0: benefit and kind of shift the way we do things here in the US. So, um, you started teaching like normal classes and your talks on Zoom, and you just mentioned that now you're moving to like more like an online studio or school with online courses, or what are you exactly offering? Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, our first course is on uh, plant medicine. So specifically microdosing, um, that's a new kind of rapidly growing field. And it's um, ultimately something that I would love to incorporate more fully into the studio. Right now we do it limitedly as legalization has happened. So now cannabis is legal. So we, we do incorporate cannabis and, and plant medicine into our studio. Uh, cacao ceremony too is really popular. Um, and. The courses were developed with the intention of, again, keeping our community together and offering um, healing that we can do, you know, outside of just the San Francisco Bay Area.
0: So is it like um, targeted like for normal yoga students so they learn how to do their own cacao ceremony or is it like other yoga teachers so they can teach it or... Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, that's a
1: great question. Thank you. Um, It's, we have two groups each, each cycle that we offer it. We have two groups, one for individuals and one for people in the healing arts background. So yoga teachers, studio owners, uh, doctors, nurses, counselors. Um, And the intention, ultimately, a lot of people come in because they want to learn how to incorporate plant medicine into their practice, somehow as it grows. But our course um, is more so for the first is experiential for everyone to first experience the medicines really deeply um, in a six week interval uh, for their
0: own health and wellness and spiritual
1: development. Uh, so we um, so
0: basically give them a shopping list uh, of stuff that they need to buy before the course or? <laughs> no,
1: no, it's, it's mostly it's, it's a mixture of, um, experience, education, learning, and self-discovery, personal development practices that they can incorporate into their life on a weekly basis. Um, So it's an online self-study, you know, over the course of six weeks. And then we have one group meeting um, each week. And that far and away um, has been the favorite part of, of all the participants is the community aspect
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like um, a fixed launch period and then you run the program for six weeks or how Mm -hmm. often do you run it or how how often did you run it? Um, Usually every other
1: month we have a new cycle starting. So the next one, uh, we we just started um, our May series this week and then our next series is going to be uh, September 10th will be the next one. And then after the introductory six weeks, people can opt to um, move into an ongoing community where we all stay in touch. So everybody who has gone through the six-week program gets to really know each other at the end of the six weeks. And then they kind of all funnel into the community.
0: Is this like a membership or... Like a back-end membership?
1: Yes, very similar to that, yeah. And that kind of came about very organically once we, like I said, the January groups were our pilot groups. We had no idea what to expect, and they both filled. And then everybody wanted to continue at the end of the six weeks. So you could tell in the last couple calls that they were already worrying that they were going to miss each other. So we kind of created the community um, ongoing to
0: what do so you that, offer them what do you offer the ongoing membership
1: the community yeah it's mostly just continued access to the community um they can continued access to the course itself which i'm constantly updating um a big feature of our courses we have a lot because it's a uh, it's a nascent field that's growing and there's still, depending on what part of the world you're in, you know, there's various, depending on what plant medicines you're working with. Um, some are legal in some countries, some aren't legal yet, some are on the way to being legal. And so we have a lot of guest experts um, within the course that do talks um, on various subjects that they can't quite be, you know, super public about their work. They kind of have a deep experience um, privately in, in this world, uh, but then they, they might have a very public uh, professional job that they kind of need them separate. So, that um, our course and our containers kind of always growing and evolving. So, the community gets access ongoing to that and stays in touch through our regular community calls.
0: How many people do you have in the community now? And how many people did you have in your f- launches? If you want to share uh, it.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, I just looked last night. Let me try to remember. So each group, each series we do, we cap it at 12 people. So each group has been just 12 people uh, because a lot of it's, it's very intimate and we we guessed at that number and that ended up being the perfect size. So we're going to keep it at 12 people. The community is now, um, I think there's almost everybody continued on. So I'm going to say it's just
0: like forty forty five right now. Yeah, that's beautiful. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the price point of your course and of the community?
1: The course the course varies. so we have uh, two price points that people book you know register in advance. We have a an early discounted price, uh, which is five ninety seven and then the full price is eight ninety seven. And we also offer um, a couple scholarship seats um, for people who could really, really benefit, um, who just can't swing it right now, but will will really yeah. benefit. And we usually choose people who are, you know, from an
0: underrepresented um, member of some kind. That's more like a premium pricing point. I love that. Has that been difficult for you to um, to get um yeah to set that price point or no but- no again we were i wasn't sure
1: when we first began um you know and and that has been yeah, will really, it really well received, especially after the fact? I mean, everybody has had such a powerful experience.
0: It sounds and like you, you're like delivering a lot. So I'm not saying you're, you know, it definitely sounds like it's a lot of value that people get. But you know, like still, it's that's a mindset issue, especially for a lot of yoga teachers. Um, we tend to underprice their offers.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's a topic that's very close to my heart. I talk about this at our studio all the time. And one thing that's important to us going forward is, you know, whether it's massage therapists or yoga teachers, we, we have so much to shift in terms of pricing and valuing ourselves and our services, you know, um, part of the issue with you for yoga teachers is there was so much free yoga, you know, it was, it was, everybody was on zoom. And then, you know, there's a million yoga teachers offering free yoga on YouTube. So how do you compete with that? Um, so we have a lot of work to do and also it's a really great opportunity to really recreate the yoga studio model and the teaching model to better reflect the impact and the meaning that we have on people's lives.
0: Yes, definitely. And I, you, you can't compete with free yoga videos on YouTube. And I don't think that's the point. You have to look for like an online course. It's a different product. It's a different experience for your students, like really transformational. You're really helping them get results to motivate them, to show up, to give them the community and, and the access to you as well. I'm a big fan of online courses. I love learning from them. I love teaching them. So I'm really, really passionate about online courses, and especially also for the yoga and wellness world, because you can go deeper. And I know from so many yoga teachers that, when you've been teaching yoga classes for a few years, it can get repetitive and you can get burnt out because it's always like the same 45, 60 or 90 minutes and you don't really have the chance to share more. And yes, and we are always like wanting learning more and you're like, you do another training and you have no way to really um, get that to the people. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so I think... Um, It's beautiful to have that real-life connections. Definitely nobody wants to stop that, and we all hope to get back to that soon. In Germany, yoga studios are still closed. Um, But it's just an additional opportunity that really opened up, and especially now because now the whole world is really so much more open to learn something new online and to, to do something online. And I think people are going to want to continue To do yoga and fitness and everything online because it's so convenient. Some, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's nice to go to a studio, but not everybody has that, um, chance. It's not always close by some, you know, sometimes, or you move away and you still have your favorite teachers and maybe you just don't have the time. So yeah. So I think it's great that we're going, that we have both.
1: Yeah, I do, too. And yoga studios, as we were talking earlier, yoga teachers have so many other talents and trainings often that you can't um, do. But in an online setting, you can offer that, you know, and bring in those other things to offer people to keep your class, you know, creative and really teach to what people need versus teaching to the class type, you know.
0: So we talked about mindset regarding pricing. Are there any other mindset issues that you had to overcome? Mm,
1: that's a great question. Um, I think for for yoga teachers, at least here I can speak to in California, you know the 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 typical yoga studio grew out of the the gym fitness model where it was all based on volume and it was based on membership and like getting as many bodies as possible into the room. Um, and that just never like felt right for me. Um, and so now I'm, I'm kind of glad that we have a new opportunity to kind of recreate the model to be more in alignment um, and re- recreate things so that it is more smaller classes, more personal attention, more spacious. But that means really recreating the whole pricing model, right? Because the pricing model is based on, you know, getting 70 people in, in a room, which, believe it or not, is the norm in Marin County Yoga Studios. Um, so you can do that when you have really cheap memberships, but you're having hundreds of people and you're counting on them not to show up, you know? And no, that, I hate that, that
0: business model.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, but it's, it's hard to, to shift people's head around, you know paying more for yoga when they're like, well, well, I can just get free yoga or you know yoga should be by donation and um, really it's going to take the the teachers and the studios to lead the way, you know, in, in making a new model and then have the public respond versus waiting for the public to value what we do. you know so I think that's the biggest mindset shift is not to go straight back into, oh, I need to be teaching at, you know, three different studios and, you mm. know, teaching 20 classes a week to make ends meet. That's the old way. Um, instead of rushing back to doing that, it's being willing to, to try new things. Um, and so that's that's our intention, hopefully, going forward.
0: <laughs> I love that. How was it like um, embracing all the tech stuff? things? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It depends what
1: teacher you ask. Um, I am not technically proficient at all. So I was personally really intimidated by it. Oh, I still um, have I to was... meet a yoga teacher who's t- who says
0: about <sighs> themselves <they're> Techie. <laughs> oh, they <don't>
1: <laughs> Thankfully, we had a couple who was they were so helpful um, in, you know, teaching the rest of us and, and letting us get comfortable Um, You know, turning things right side up and you're upside down and your t-shirts reading backwards, those kind of things. Um, But it's just, again, it's just practice and diving in. You know, I personally have so much resistance to that stuff. But then once you do it, you know, it's just practice, practice. And also we just try to really just remind ourselves to not take ourselves too seriously. You know, it's just showing up. Is is half of what people need. Just show up and be there for them to hold space for them. And people were very forgiving, you know, telling us you know your sound's not on or
0: (laughs) oh my god, (laughs) half your leg isn't in the camera seat yet. So yeah. yeah, but the stuff like that always happens with tech. Like you forget to record, you forget to put on the sound. I don't know, all kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. I think you also have to say goodbye to perfectionism and don't compare to yourself to people who've been doing that for years and have like this, or like the perfectly curated videos on ao moves or platforms like the the headlight looks like so polished and shiny and. <laughs> Although I yeah. think that's why people like zoom classes because and really embrace that because it just feels more real it feels more um just like more you have more of a connection because yeah. you see other people's living rooms and all that it's just like a completely different thing,
1: yeah, it's much more intimate in a way, and what we noticed we had a lot more beginners and we had a lot more men mm. in our online in our online classes, so a lot of the people who Felt that they're like, I can't even touch my
0: toes. Like, yeah, I were a little bit intimidated not... to go to the studio. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And they could start, and we just said, you can keep your camera off if you like for a while. And then when you get comfortable, we'd love to see your form. So you know, show yourself when you're ready. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So, what are your plans now with your um, online courses, online studio? What do you want to do next?
1: Um. That's a great question. Um, we're not trying to Like I said, the, the, our first course focused around, uh, plant medicine and support and kind of personal growth. And that's been a beautiful experience. So I think right now we probably expand upon that. Um, just knowing how important the community aspect has been. You know, there's something really magic that happens as yoga teachers know, you know, when you get 12 people in a room together, um, same thing happens online. It's just, there's something beautiful about being in community and being together that we have so missed, um, over the last year that, um, that's what I foresee us doing is, is having more courses that grow the community further
0: topics, what that will be we're we're not sure yet. Think yoga for beginners, <laughs> for example, for men. I don't know. Yeah, there are so many, many, many different um, opportunities, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I just lost my train of thought. What did I want to ask you? Um, It was about your courses. Um, Yes. What do you do to get new people into your universe? Do you have like a blog or a podcast or is there anything you do?
1: Our current course has mostly been through word of mouth. Um, Thankfully. Yeah. I mean, each, we had a a full pilot group that I marketed um, as much as I could to our network, you know, with four, we had a mailing list of, I think, 15, 16,000 people when we started um, who had been to our healing art studio over the last eight years So thankfully, that gave us a head start of of people who knew us and and trusted us and um, knew we were in this world. And then each course, almost everybody has had friends or family come into the next series. So it's grown very organically thankfully.
0: Um, do you plan to scale it? I mean, you are said already that you want to keep it at 12 people in each round for now, but like in the back of your mind, you already think about ways to scale it or is that not really something you do? Um,
1: people have been asking us to scale it. So I am, I'm thinking about it and I'm, I'm working to come up with a way that we can scale to keep it as intimate as it is, because that's part of the magic of it. It's, you know, just to have 12 people together in a very um, intimate container is what makes it so transformative and special. So it's not all about more, more, more and market market, you know, to get more. Um, so it's figuring out how we can grow in a supportive way and still maintain um that intimate magic. that Yeah, is. that's
0: something interesting to consider. Definitely. I'm sure you're going to come up with something amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It sounds it. like you're really doing a lot. So you're still managing the studios and the schedule and everything. And now you're also handling, managing that whole online business, mm-hmm. or do you have a team to support you with that as well?
1: Um, some of our Solstice team, um, they all participate in... In the online classes, so that's been really important to me that they understand what we're doing, you know, outside of the studio wall. So each series we've done, we've had one or two people from our our healing arts studio team uh, take part in the courses, so they can see uh, real time what we're what we're doing and benefit themselves. Um, as we go forward. Um, Yeah, right now we're about, we're open five days a week, which is unusual for, we're usually a seven day a week uh, studio. And so right now we're on limited operations. Everybody's just kind of baby steps right now to make sure we're not going to go back in the other direction again. You know, we've had so much of, you know, open, close, open, close. And so um, everybody has fingers crossed that by June or July, we should be able to be fully open again here in California. So Right now, we we opened bodywork first was the first thing to be able to open, and then we can do small group classes right now. And then by the end of next month, we should be able to be more full group
0: classes. But how do you manage it all? So, um, so you are the person who like create um, created the online course, the program, the course platform, and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the founder. And then um, I have a wonderful manager who manages our healing arts brick and mortar studio. Um, her name is Lorena, and she's been with me for six years. And then we have a studio coordinator team um, who handle the day to day. And then we have a team of um, teachers and
0: therapists. Great, because I know so, so many from my students you know, like and myself as well, you know, like life is we're all busy and then you have like all your normal stuff going on and then to really take the time to create something new, even if you know it's something that you really want to do and it might help you, it might get your income, but you have to first sit down and do all the work. So what helped you really to get started, to to, to get it moving, to really create your online? Course, business.
1: <laughs> it was a mix of good and bad. You know, when we closed, I think everybody went into there was a, a, a moment where we were like, okay, this is going on longer. And then it was really beautiful to watch all my friends who own studios kind of took because running a studio, as most of your audience knows, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of work to run a studio. Um, a lot goes on behind the scenes uh, to make everything look calm on, on the outside. So a lot of us put so much love and passion and heart and hours into, into our businesses that suddenly we have this vacuum of space. And so to take that passion and love, but also kind of that, you know, fear of, of, you know, self-motivation is like, what do we do? We have to do something. I just love watching all of the, my yoga studio founder friends, you know, did things like we did, like recreated, took their own personal passion. For me, that happens to be plant medicine, so that was the, the obvious first thing. It's like, what can I do that I love, that I so believe in, that I've seen it transform people's lives. Um, it was really easy to put myself into that with all the extra time and space. Other studio owners know, got really into, you know, breath work, or you know, created a psychotherapy online practice, and so they just took themselves and kind of brought it forth um in a you know we had to c- bring ourselves forth again as the the face of our studios in a way that we didn't
0: have to do prior years okay so but i'm guessing you still it was a lot of work right i think creating an online course is always more work than you expect <laughs> even when you've done it before <laughs>
1: Well, I did get support, you know, I knew that I had i had never created a course I had never run a group anything, um, and definitely not online and the technology around that so I knew what was helpful is that I, I had no clue what I was doing and I knew that I had no clue what I was doing so I asked for help. Um, very early on. And I did invest quite a bit in my learning and my education, which that was a big leap of faith, right? Yeah, that's how we met. So we can share that. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. So we have a wonderful coach, you know, around courses and course creation. um, That was invaluable to me um at that time because I was so much I was starting from scratch and I didn't really know what to do and I didn't have a lot of confidence in the area so having a structure and support and a community to help but that was the scariest part is just when you you know your business goes from here to zero revenue it's like the last thing you want to do is invest in something that's not going to
0: yeah for sure yeah
1: off you know so um Yeah, so it's also
0: motivating. So you're really put in the work then because you're invested. Um, And I think the same applies to your students when they invest like in the course, they're really going to show up for themselves. It's not like for a free yoga class. It's so easy not to show up. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. And a big difference, I will say, too, is I've noticed a big difference between live classes versus um, recorded Classes. Okay. So we did, we did quite a bit of both through uh, the pandemic. Um, But for our online courses, we only do live calls. They're, they're not recorded. Um, And that I think has had a positive effect of people really value them. They put them on their calendar for the six weeks and um, everybody, everybody shows up. So that has been helpful too. Going forward, I think we'll focus on live.
0: Yeah, I think it really depends on your audience. You attract different people when you offer that. So there are people like me. I'm like the self-learner. So I like to learn in my own time. Even when I was at school, I was already like that. (laughs) Or at university, I really showed up to the sessions. I was like, just give me the book. (laughs) And I (laughs) started... So, but um, yeah, but not everybody's the same, obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, I think both can work. So you could mm-hmm. offer probably a self-study version and a live version or something. Mm-hmm. Moving forward. One
1: mm-hmm. day. <laughs> yeah, we're actually working on that now because we can't, um, we're unable to host the number of people who want to do the learning in, in, our, in our group format. So we are doing a kind of a version for the, the Suzannes of the world <laughs> and just Give me the information and I'll run with it yeah
0: yeah and then you have time zones. it's so difficult sometimes.
1: <laughs> yes, yes yeah Europe we have we have you guys taken care of yeah it's uh,
0: the Aussies that we we have uh, trouble meeting yeah, that's why you zone. can't make everybody happy. It's just like US Europe and Australia no, not going to work. I was already struggling when I was in Bali. It's like, so I had to do like when I was doing like a workshop on zoom or webinar, it was like either really late for me, like 10 PM or like 8 AM in the morning. And I hated both times. I was never really showing up as my best. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, actually the last year, even if I, I'm, I'm, I have really itchy feet. I want to get traveling again. But it's been good as well for my business to stay in one place and to have like, you know, I get a proper screen and and lights and everything. So it's just so easy. You know your Wi-Fi is going to work. Yes, I get the best Wi-Fi. Yeah, for sure. But um, it's going to change. I'm going to go traveling. I'm getting a camper van, so oh, fun! Yes, yeah, July fun. and August, and maybe September as well. I'm going to explore Europe. <sighs> Very fun. But one day I might come to the U.S. and Canada. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to ship my van over.
1: <laughs> Very fun. Yeah, everybody, yeah, I know everybody's so looking forward to traveling again um, and things opening up more.
0: <laughs> I know, we're going to appreciate it so much. So, yeah, all the little, small things like going to a restaurant and going out, giving yeah. out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully by this summer. Is Europe tracking this summer too to reopen more fully?
0: Um, yeah, slowly, yeah. Europe mm-hmm. is opening up a little bit now. It's very, very... Slowly.
1: Mm-hmm. Slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah. I think in the summer, there's going to be a lot of tourism happening again. So, and um, hopefully vaccinations are going to pick up too. So have you been vaccinated or do you not going to do this? Yes.
1: It yeah. I have um, since March, actually um, I've been vaccinated and it's, It's moving very, very quickly here.
0: Um, No, and Europe is so slow because they didn't buy enough. Um, But I'm getting my second shot end of May. Yay. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. So thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else I should have asked you um, that you would like to talk about? No, just
1: I invite anybody to reach out. To me, I'm really passionate about the healing arts and supporting everybody, you know, around the world in this work going forward. I feel like we are, all of us in the healing arts have kind of been working toward this moment our whole lives. There's been this sense of like, something is coming and and we're we're here now. And so I think the demand and the appreciation for healing arts and mental health services Is going to be like nothing we've ever experienced in our lifetimes yet. So I think the more that we work together and collaborate, um, come up with best new practices as we create, recreate everything. So I just invite anybody I can help support to reach out. Um, I'm really easy to find online with my name spelled the way it is. So um, you can find me anytime.
0: I'll add the link to the show notes as well. So definitely check out Casey's offers. Um, that was really beautifully said and and really, really inspiring. So thank you for that. Oh, my I feel pleasure. like I feel like the connection. I feel like I want to I want to give you like a big hug <laughs> over this screen. We're all
1: ready for hugs. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely. Thank you, Sarah. So thank you so much for your time today. Um, this has thank been a you. really Awesome conversation, and it was really cool to learn more about your journey and um, in the pandemic and how you're moving forward. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.